the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. Here are last week's road safety figures. Over 3,000. The number of penalty point notices issued. 159. The number of drivers arrested on suspicion of drink or drug driving. And three. The number of people killed on our roads. Behind these numbers is a story of lost lives, broken families and devastated communities. If you can improve just one thing about your driving, you can help save lives on our roads. From the Road Safety Authority and on Garda Siakona. The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on Smart Speaker. Hi everyone, Brian Dowland here. Um, just want to wish O'Loughlin's all the best on Sunday in the All-Ireland Club Final. Uh, it's a great achievement to get there. Uh, please God that we can get the job done on Sunday. Uh, the lads have had a fantastic year so far. So best of luck to all the players, the management team, Brian Hogan and all the, the backroom teams. has done a brilliant job with the lads so far this year. So just one more step to go, lads. Uh, give it everything and please God uh, you'll bring home the All-Ireland Club trophy for the first time and the club's history. Um, it, was, it was a great many years ago in 2011 to get the opportunity to play in the Club All-Ireland with the Lachlans. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't get the job done that day. So please God, ye can, lads. And we'll be All-Ireland Club champions on Sunday evening. All going well. Best of luck. That's former Lachlan Gales and Kelly Hurler, Brian Dowling there, wishing the team the very best of luck. Brian, former senior Camogie manager and now Kildare senior hurling manager. We're broadcasting live from the New Park Shopping Centre. You never know who you're going to bump into when we're doing an outside broadcast. And, uh, you know, we had uh, Mayor of Kilkenny, Councillor Joe Malone, on the show earlier on. Well, we just spotted Joe coming out of Hennessy Sports um, with... Uh, Deputy John McGuinness, uh, were you planning on bumping into Councillor John Malone or was that an organised meeting? We, we, we had planned to, to meet here to do a, a recording uh, over a photograph of Joe wishing O'Loughlin as well. I didn't want to let him away with being the only one from St John's Parish, you know, to wish him well. And I came without a hat, so Joe insisted we come down to Hennessy Sports and he bought me this hat for yeah, 12 euro. The green hat. Yeah. And Joe actually put his hand in his pocket. He actually did, I saw him do it. Yeah. And well, it was straight cash, there was no brown envelopes, there was no, you know, he, well, he, he did it right. I'm sure he's still listening. I, I have a, a plain black beanie on me this morning keeping my head warm you wouldn't buy me one no, no. He's, not, he's not happy with that now he <laughs> said to me that you weren't out in your colours because today is the day colours day for O'Loughlin's no but it's a great uh, it's a great event for the for the parish great to see the club uh, in the All-Ireland and they've brought us such great entertainment over the last few matches We've had to tell them, or you know, leading into this one, that they can win by more than a point if they want to. <laughs> um, but no, they've been great, and we're very proud of of the club. It's the centre of the community here in St John's, and it offers so much to everyone. And to have Mark Bergen and his team, all the backroom lads there in Crow Park on Sunday, would be just a fantastic sight. And it's we wish them the very best. It's always amazing to me, apologies. It's always amazing to me how much sport offers, you know, clubs like this. When you think about it, you've got the thrill, the adrenaline gets flowing when the matches are close. You've got the fact that you've got so many people keeping fit, being involved in the club. You've got the camaraderie of the club. You've got the fact that it does so much commercially in the area as well. It keeps kids off the streets, gives adults something to do, and those who've been involved in the start something to reminisce about. Well, they do all of that and, and more. Um, and any event that you might attend to, you might attend in either in Kilkenny City or outside of it. It's the GAA are doing the stewarding, the GAA are doing the teas and the coffees, the GAA are looking after their community. And they're sort of the last man standing now, the GAA. I have the greatest respect 
for all of the clubs to put huge money and effort into developing their facilities. And you'll travel a long way before you'll find a club as well organised as professional, well equipped club uh, like O'Loughlin's. Uh, and they plough it all back in to the, to the parish. And as I said, it makes us all so proud, but uh, it, it also, we should be appreciating them uh, and understanding what they do because it is volunteerism at its best. Yeah. Just to get your view, actually, on a, on a connected story that, that's been raising its head during the week, the naming of county grounds and the sponsorship of county grounds. We talked to MEP Sean Kelly um, earlier on in the week, obviously the former head of the GAA, and he sort of felt that uh, while being able to reminisce and hold history is important, uh, commercial opportunities like that should, in his opinion, uh, be investigated. This morning stories of Munster Rugby doing a deal with a big American company that's coming into their region as well. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, provided that it doesn't lose that sense of community and volunteerism, because it's that that keeps them going. Uh, and I know that it's difficult to raise money and the lottery is there and so on to support that volunteerism, to support the clubs and the teams and the efforts that they put into their sport. Uh, I don't mind um, commercial sponsorship, provided it doesn't rob the club of its identity and that it doesn't turn it so professional uh, that it will ruin it in terms of those that participate in the sport. But you should not, you know, you should consider the cost of doing all of what you described earlier on. It is huge. Yeah. Uh, and it's not easy to go out with your bucket every so often and try and raise the money. So they do need a commercial input. And as far as naming the different parks, provided that the centrepiece is, for example, O'Loughlin's Club. Mm. That is what is absolutely essential, that you're not selling your soul to the commercial entity, that you're keeping your own identity, that it doesn't change the ethos or direction of the club, uh, but that the money is there to support the club in its endeavours. That's the balance that has to be reached. Yeah. And I think that clubs and GAA, are all, they're all sensible people. They all know what they want. They all know what has been handed down to them from the previous generation and they value it and they're adding value to it so that the next generation can you know see see that the, the the job that they did the achievements that they had i remember O'Loughlin's club as being we were frank remember this we'd say it was out the country uh, <laughs> because it was so far out yeah uh, i remember r running a cross-country championship uh, across that when it was a, a, an agricultural field and look at it now yeah uh, you'd be proud to stand there and say that it was men and women it's of this parish that did it. Years it has, yeah. club, absolutely. That's why they deserve to win on Sunday. Well, they put everything into the it. The unexpected chats are, are often the nicest. Uh, Deputy McGuinness wasn't expected to be talking to you this morning, but yeah. thanks to the invitation through Joe Malone. Yeah. Great no, to have you here. Well, I say buying the hat was the. Uh, by the way, really, we really came down here not just to buy the hat, but to get on your show. I have to <laughs> say, that's, that's <laughs> the, the green of the hat really brings out your eyes. I think it it's does. a colour you should wear more often. Could I just say that? Frank here and Mary, Mary Pierce uh, is a legend I think in terms of what she does and uh, lots of people support her quietly but she's had a great team and I, I love to hear her interview because she has seen so much of the bad side of humanity uh, in Dublin uh, and it's great to have someone like her there and likewise with Frank working in St John's Parish in the club and the elder and all the work that he does quietly behind the scenes 
they're the real heroes of the day. Well, you're more than welcome to stay Thanks. and enjoy the chats because we're joined in the KCLR Outside Broadcast Unit by Frank uh, Cody from New Park Close Family Resource Centre and Mary Pierce um, from Kilkenny Helping the Homeless. Great to have you both in. Um, Mary, how does it make you feel when you get such a glowing... Um, they're, they're, they're ringing Mary now. Go, oh, Mary, you're going to be on the radio. No, Mary is going to be on the radio. Mary, how does it make you feel when you get such a glowing reference um, from Deputy McGuinness? Absolutely heart, absolutely heartwarming now, to be honest. Uh, we don't actually feel we do that great a job, but it's only when somebody comes to me and acknowledges what we do, we kind of think back and say, oh yeah, we do a lot and we do it well. And I'm very proud to say we run a lovely organisation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. And um, you know, well, tell us what about it is you do do. Um, we go to Dublin every second week. We set up eight six-foot tables and then we we bring about eight hot boxes of food to cater for about 250 people. Um, all done through the support of Kilkenny. Every person has some input in it. And generally about 250 people we'd feed. It, and it generally takes about two and a half hours. Mm. And then we come back and then every second week after that we do the food for the locals, hampers and stuff for people who are struggling. And it's only when you start talking about it you realise how much you do do. But we try and look after people who are after getting their, their houses, new houses, and if we can source furniture and pots and pans and all that for them, uh, we do. Beds, wardrobes, etc. Um, just to set them up. It needn't be top of the range stuff, just something to put into their home that's for their forever home. Uh, we'd be doing that, Jesus. Oh, every night we're out anyway. We're out every night trying to find a wardrobe or a bed or whatever. <laughs> you think about all those small little things that many people would think of as being small, buying a set of pots and pans or yeah, yeah. some cutlery or crockery for, for the new house. I mean, you know, some people are fortunate enough to be able to plan all that stuff yeah. months in advance and they go out and buy it and yeah. you know they store it in granny's back room until it's ready to go. Yeah. That's not the case for everybody. Absolutely not. And now more and more people, even what we found this year, especially from November, is bedding. People can't afford to go out and buy bedding if it's going to cost them 20 euros for a set of sheets or a set of duvets. They can't afford that 20 euros. Yeah. That would be better off ploughed in as far as, you know, for them, ploughed into a bit of meat for the week. Now, we do have a butcher's account, two butcher's accounts, and we use that for struggling families who might need a bit of meat to see them through for the week. They can go in and get that meat free. Yeah, well, it's uh, you're wrong in what you said. You don't think you do a good job because I guarantee if, if, if Deputy McGuinness has given you the praise um, like he did, he knows you're doing a good job. I want to come back to you in a couple of moments, Tom. I want to talk about Lachlan Gales and maybe go back and talk a little bit about Dublin. Um, also joined here by Frank Cody from the New Park, New Park Close um, Family Resource Centre. Frank, you're very welcome along to the KCLR Daily. Thanks very much. You're looking forward to the match at the weekend? Absolutely, yeah. Great day. Great day for the parish. Great day for the community. And how's things in the resource centre? Resource centre is moving on now. New manager, uh, Margaret Tones, after moving in there now. I have to say, I should probably correct you a little bit. I am involved only peripherally with the uh, New Park Close Family Resource Centre. I am um, involved with the New Park Residents Association. Yeah, so. yeah. And in terms of uh, the challenges faced by people in life in general, you know, access to jobs, access to, to, to education, access to 
good facilities, whether it be sporting facilities or shopping and retail like we've got here. It's a great area of the city to be in because it's got that proximity to the city centre, um, but it creates family living as well. It's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, John McGinnis said earlier, it, it was out the country. New Park itself was out the country. And we were very fortunate because people didn't come to our birthday parties. <laughs> we're too far out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, our parents were fortunate as well. But anyway, yeah, no, it is, it is very, you know, we have a thriving community and thriving, you know, a lot of people living in, a lot of uh, ethnicities in it now, various people living in it. And it's all welcomed, I think, and all enjoying it. Yeah, and how do you think it is important that the, the, the you know the area has evolved from being out in the country, as you've said, yeah. to, and it'll continue to evolve and continue to change. Is, what are the challenges that that are faced in the new park area? Do you think going forward? Well, the, the, one of the one of the challenges is to keep up to date with the, the community with the infrastructure. Yeah, it's, it's important. And what we're wary of too is that the challenges of maybe excessive building you know kind of jerry building you know this is something that we're we're conscious of that we want to keep community we're aware that we have to have uh, uh housing but we're also aware that we get the proper housing yeah i mean going back to uh, to mary i mean you know frank talking about getting proper housing and yet you're dealing with so many people um some locally but we know that's happening right across the country who've no access to housing at all how do you think it's right that we get the balance of those two things right I wish I had the answer for that. I actually, I don't think we'll ever get a balance right on, on the housing situation. There's, there's just such an amount of people, such a demand for housing. I ju it's very hard to put into words how I feel. I think we've, we've come way too far. You know, sometimes I think we need to come back a bit and just... I, we're never going to get people off the streets. That, that's yeah. one thing I do know. There's never going to be enough houses and there's never going to be enough, um, what will I say, uh, counselling and all these services that are needed before they get a house. But most people now, if they're waiting for a house, they're waiting for, it could be eight to ten years. It's interesting because many people have talked about the benefits of the housing first approach, you know, getting somebody who needs help into housing and then offer them support and um, wraparound supports to make sure that they're, they're comfortable and they're able to sustain their life going forward. But when you think about the biggest blockade in, in, in that passage at the moment is housing. Is there a danger that if we have those two models working together, the housing first approach when we're struggling to build housing, that these people will just be left by the wayside? Yeah, I think it'll always be the case of people being left by the wayside. Um, it's, it's just become a huge, huge task now to... to, to ha we're housing so many people, as everybody knows at the minute. Yeah. We're housing all different nationalities. And I think now it's getting a bit confusing and we're not maybe concentrating enough on our own. I don't know. I wouldn't be racist by any means, and I think everyone deserves a home. But it's just, we're bringing in people now who don't have houses yeah. or can't get houses, and they're living in tents along with the, the Irish. So where's the houses going to come out of to house all these. Yeah, it's, it's challenging. I mean, you've got obviously those European directives in relation to people from Ukraine, for example, in terms of um, doing our bit on a, on a, on a European level to, to do that. It's a, it's a massive, massive challenge. Um, but you said earlier on you spent a lot of time up in Dublin. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not quite sure how many years you've been doing that, but we saw obviously the riots in Dublin not that long before Christmas. Have you noticed a change in the atmosphere in Dublin since you've been going up there? And the only reason I ask about Dublin specifically is it can often be a viewpoint into the future for other towns and cities around the country. If it's happening there now, it, it could be happening in other places quite soon in the future. I've seen a big change in um, the, the approach to Dublin where we set up is on Grafton Street yeah. and Grafton Street is we just get a lovely lovely people coming over to us a lot of people who don't have houses and a lot of people who have houses who can't afford to buy food and then we have the homeless people but I've seen over we do an outreach as well so yeah. they go up the laneways and the, the into parts of Dublin that's safe but there's very little now uh, in the line of soup tables uh, in the heart of Dublin after the riots, a lot of people now have decided to kind of stay out of Dublin, the inner city of Dublin, um, at night time. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a challenging time in terms of trying to accommodate everybody. Um, but it's great to get your viewpoint on it. And uh, both of you, I think, have got to be commended in terms of the work that you're doing. Um, but we are here celebrating what's happening this weekend in terms of the match coming up. It's a, it's a big, big weekend for everybody involved um, in O'Loughlin Gales. Um, Mary, tell me about your own connections to the club. Well, my own children, two of them anyway, were reared over in O'Loughlin's. They did the summer camps every year and they played for O'Loughlin's. And one of my, both of those now are living in Ireland, but away from Kilkenny and they'd still support O'Loughlin's. But <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, who was mad into O'Loughlin's, he's living in Cork now, and his son now comes up to do the O'Loughlin's camp every summer. Yeah. So, yeah. Go up and stay with you for the week. Yeah, oh, on his I summer holidays. Love, love it. <laughs> love it. But he loves it as well. He doesn't know anybody, but he comes up and he joins in, and he absolutely loves it, and he's a huge Kenny supporter. So, yeah, well, like we've had a lot of... A lot of um, involvement with uh, O'Loughlin's for the last 45 years. And Frank, you looking forward to the game of the weekend? Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be a great day, great, great for the parish, great for the community, and great, you know, for the people that, the visionaries, I suppose, that began O'Loughlin's, the Tommy Murphys and, the, you know, the Arthur Rushes, the Andy Driscolls that kept it going, the Eamon Dials, all those people that, you know, that some of them are no longer with us now, but they, they set the groundwork, set the great basis. And they were, they were very good. Well, it's great to see them. And uh, we're getting waves from people looking in the window here at the KCLR Outside Broadcast Unit. Um, two people looking forward to the match of the weekend. Frank Cody um, from New Park. Which is called That's great. From That's New right. Park. Yeah, we yeah, say yeah, from yeah, New Park. Yeah, yeah. And Mary Pierce, Pierce uh, from Kilkenny helping the homes. Just before I let you go, Mary, um, do you think Frank would look better if he had a blow dry for going up to the match of the weekend? Absolutely. And, well, a, and a hat from Joe Malone. <laughs> and, one, yeah. and whatever about Joe Malone buying the hat, there's no chance of jamming in. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is we've got um, five blow dries. The good people over at Ruby Reds here in New Park Shopping Centre have given us five vouchers for a blow dry so that you can look your best coming up at the weekend. And all we want people to do is literally pop along, say hello to us, pass on their good wishes for the match for the weekend, and we'll give you one of those vouchers. Frank, you can't have one. Pardon, no, no, shave can't. maybe. Yeah, shave maybe. Yeah. And also, uh, McCarthy's Euros Bar, they've given us a 50 euro voucher. So, we could get that now. Oh, you <laughs> could, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a bit like the toy show. If you're on it, you can't have one. Ah, sure. uh, <laughs> As I say in France. <laughs> but if you wanted to pop down, we've got lots of bits and pieces to give away. We've sandwiches, we've teas, we've 
well kept warm by the good people here at New Park Shopping Centre. Um, do pop along and say hello. Uh, we're going to take a short break, after which uh, we'll not even squeeze in a little bit of music with everybody else that we're chatting to. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.